The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The question is, should Sheldon Keith be fired, the head coach of the Leafs? I'm saying yes, just because. Why not? Fire him! Am I doing it right? Wow, 53% say no on YouTube. That's a more polarizing answer than I thought, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought it'd be a landslide one way or the other. This surprises me that it's that close. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two. And just about every day I say it's my favorite hour of the show. And in a moment, you're going to see an extra reason why today. We're live on Game Plus Television all across Canada and 31 U.S. states. We're also on the radio down there in Atlanta, WQEE, where we are Atlanta's NHL show. And as Ryan O'Radio, who runs the whole show down there, says, we're the CFL show there, too. We have news from all these leagues, plus a big NFL weekend coming up. Here's the breaking news before we bring in Serena Taylor an hour or two. Um, well, we got the NHL story. We'll get to all of that because that's her thing. From the Canadian Football League, number one, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have traded quarterback Drew Brown, pending free agent to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Means he's probably going to sign with Ottawa. And here's a lifestyle story that I'm going to ask for Serena's take on later, and I've been asking for yours. The Canadian Football League has voided the contract of Arlen Bruce IV, the son of CFL legend Arlen Bruce III. We don't know the reasons why, but he signed with Edmonton in December, and he was suspended from the NCAA for gambling on games while at the University of Iowa, and I got a big problem with that. The CFL used to be a second-chance league, how long's the kid got to play? Or does this have anything to do with his father's lawsuit against the CFL for the concussions he suffered during his Hall of Fame career? So that's that. All right, let's bring in Serena Taylor now. I know that she has uh, opinions and all the rest. Serena, some of the things, because I know you've been busy. We've been talking about who's the best Canadian team uh, in the NHL, the best NHL team in Canada, however you want to say it. Your Oilers go after their franchise record 12th consecutive win tonight at home to the Seattle Kraken. I guess, can we start there? Is this the greatest Oilers team of all time? The record would say that it might be. That's, that's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. Didn't someone ask you the other day where you're getting your oxygen? I, I feel like that's yeah, where you I was, go with that. Pat from Winnipeg. No, I, I facetiously say that. But that I think 11 games is a franchise record. So 12 is just adding that. How do you feel about this streak? It's, it, it's something the Oilers needed because they were not good the first 25 games of the season. So do I look at it as a, as a sign that they're headed in the right direction? I mean, maybe, but at the end of the day, you still have to win the same amount of games at the end of the season overall. So that's what I'm looking at it as. It's like, I'm glad that we've won as many games in a row, but at the end of the day, they just have to win. I don't put much stock in well, as winning streaks. In I, I don't either, I think, but it was human nature. You were looking up the other day, what is the NHL record for longest winning streak? And as we discovered, it's 17 games, Pittsburgh Penguins in 1993, but they never went on to win the Stanley Cup. So that, that, that's kind of proof right there that a long winning streak in the regular season does, doesn't necessarily mean a lot. It doesn't mean anything. It's just like saying, well, the Panthers won nine in a row, and now they've lost three in a row. Does that make them not a good team for the playoffs? No, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, well, Paul Maurice was visibly upset last night, by the way, if anybody cares. Uh, after that game, the 3-2 overtime loss at home to the Detroit Red Wings. But we'll save that talk for our Cats and Bolts podcast where we talk about the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning, and we're going to do that in a second. I want to tee you up in your mind and our audience as well because we have a lot of viewers, well, all across Canada, but Winnipeg and Edmonton specifically. And I asked Hustler Patterson last hour who would win a playoff series between... Edmonton and Winnipeg. Now, the last time they met was 2021, and we remember Winnipeg swept the Edmonton orders in round one. So just think about that in a minute. But first, you and I spent some good time yesterday with Doug McLean, the former head coach of the Florida Panthers and Columbus Blue Jackets, for our podcast. And I'd love to know what your takeaway was from the infamous Mac, a legend uh, here and in the NHL for what he's done. There were so many things I took away from him, but I think the biggest thing was just how humble he is. You know, when he first got his first coaching job at UNB after he was coaching Junior B, you know, he essentially went from being a high school teacher, more or less his next paying coaching job was with UNB to the NHL. And with him, when he said that being at UNB and getting hired there, and he said to his wife, like, this is it. This is the dream. This is where we're going to be. It's because he's so humble. He wasn't expecting a lot. He didn't stab anybody in the back along the way. He wasn't clawing for jobs in the NHL to say he worked in the NHL like a lot of people do. He just took what was coming to him. And I just felt that was very humbling. Yeah, I'm going to tell a funny story from that. And the podcast drops this afternoon. It might even be live now. But here's just a funny story because I asked him, what was it like coaching the Panthers in the 90s at the old Miami arena? And he said it was in a bad end of town. And the police told him, when you come to a red light around the arena, don't stop. Keep rolling through because they'll come and steal your car. And he was driving an 86 Toyota Corolla. So he said he came up to a red light. This was in 1996, and he didn't stop. He rolled through the intersection, and some local thug yelled at him, don't worry, we wouldn't steal that piece of garbage. So that's what he was driving as the head coach. I think it was a... Yeah, whatever it was. Whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. The story gets a lot better. Yeah, go ahead. So everybody's going to have to check out the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's on YouTube. Yeah, Cats and Bolts podcast. Doug McLean, our special guest this week. So it was Wayne in Victoria, B.C. who wrote in earlier and said, it's too bad the orders and Jets will meet early in the playoffs, if I read that right. And Hustler and I kind of looked at the standings, and it's like, well, that's probably not going to happen based on the way it's going. But let's just say that it does. The last time that they met, the Jets swept them in 2021. In the 80s, when you became an Oilers fan, it wasn't even a fair matchup. The Oilers were so far and away a better team than everybody because they ended up winning four Stanley Cups in the decade and going to how many finals? If they, if they met now, who do you think would win? Because it's a different era, it's a different Ed- time, different franchise. Edmonton, for sure. Edmonton. Edmonton's a way stronger team than Winnipeg. Go ahead and win the league for all I care. It's the same as Vancouver. It doesn't matter. It's like I was on a Rangers podcast last night And we were talking about where teams land in the standings. And it's like, who cares? Go ahead and finish first. And you know the old joke about the president's trophy and whatever else, but that doesn't mean anything. Now, Vancouver is really impressive because they're plus plus like 54 or something on their goal differential. It's unbelievable. But Winnipeg is not as good of a team as Edmonton. Not even close. Uh, John Ohm, who, by the way, is celebrating a birthday today. Ohm. He asks who wins today in a seven-game series, Oilers or Jets, and she just answered it, Edmonton. But do you really feel that you are objective when it comes to analyzing the Edmonton Oilers? And, and be honest, because the Jets have a Vezina-caliber goalie in Connor Hellebuck. The Oilers do not. A sounder defense... Would you not agree that Edmonton, I don't think, you, like, you, you feel it's a slam dunk that Edmonton would win. And maybe you're right. You usually are. But I don't, I think it would be a long series. I'm not saying it wouldn't be. 
I'm just saying that I know Edmonton would win. It's just like a couple of years ago when everybody tried to tell me Calgary was going to stomp all over Edmonton and I was the only person that said, no way, man, Edmonton's going to win. And here's why. They have playoff experience. It's just a team with playoff experience. Winnipeg is never going to do squat. It, they just don't have that playoff experience. They don't have guys that have experience deep in the playoffs. Yes, Hellebuck is a great goaltender. That's incredible. But I don't, there are not too many goaltending extravaganzas that I've seen like last year. And they, in Florida, still didn't win the Stanley Cup. And their goaltender was the only reason they got where they were. So, yes, goaltending is clutch, but it can only take you so far. I think Winnipeg has a lot of great forwards, but they don't have a lot of superstars. They have guys who are fast, but it's, it's different. They're just not the same team. Uh, John, just to put a footnote on that, says, uh, you're speaking with your heart, Serena. Come on now. Well, she always does, but I'm just letting her speak because she's the guest. Um, well, I don't, it's you my, did. using my brain too. It's logical. It's a logical fact that most hockey people last year thought the Oilers were going to win the Stanley Cup. Not me. I'm, a, I'm hard on yeah. the Oilers, but do I think they can beat Winnipeg? Yes. Are there other teams that I think could beat Edmonton? Absolutely. Winnipeg is not one of them. Randy from Winnipeg uh, chiming in with a Panthers comment. He says, shows how important Alexander Barkov is. Hasn't played the last three games. All losses. And we kind of go back and forth mm -hmm. on, like, I've loved, I love Barkov from the moment I saw him. From his size to his skill, he's the captain of the team. You're not the biggest fan. But one of the things I love about you of many is you're not afraid to say your thoughts and you're not a Matthew Kachuk fan. And it's not really affecting you. You don't get people uh, that I've seen up in your business when you give negative, analytical, not positive comments about the Florida Panthers. How about that? Am I right in saying that? Well, it, I mean, whatever. But a few, when Barkoff got really sick, about what was it six weeks ago or something he was really sick and didn't play for three games and the first thing out of my mouth and i said it to bill Lindsay, and he agreed with me it shows you in my opinion how strong the panthers are because they didn't miss barkoff and we had this conversation they didn't miss him yes they're a way better team with him but that's not why they lost the last three games the games that they played uh the kings here the kings should have won that game for sure and when New Jersey was here, New Jersey stomped all over them. Barkov played in that game. It, it, he, and in my opinion, Barkov played a great game. So just all depends. Patrolman Pete checking in from Winnipeg and says, the Jets do have a Stanley Cup winning goalie on the roster. Just saying. He's talking about Laurent Bressois, who... I didn't think he played in the Stanley Cup run for the Vegas Golden Knights last year. But I tell you, it does say something, however, and I don't think that we should discount the importance of goaltending in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We can't. You mentioned what Bobrovsky did last year. But Aiden Hill, last I looked, was leading the NHL in wins. And I still couldn't pick the guy out of a lineup. Like, I guess with Colorado winning the Stanley Cup with Darcy Kemper and what Vegas did with Aiden Hill and continues to do, even though Vegas isn't all that hot right now, I think we all think they're going to get it together at some point. How important is goaltending? Can they win without a future Hall of Famer in goal? Any team. You clearly can. Is it ideal? Probably not. That is one thing that Winnipeg... I don't even want to say has going for them because it's not going to matter if I was their backup. He's not going to see the ice. But it's like the conversation I had last night about the Rangers. There's a team where Jonathan Quick is technically considered the backup, and he's been unbelievable. And the discussion we had the other night was if they're going to go with Shesterkin, because you got to pick before the playoffs come. You can't be dilly-dallying back and forth. If you're going to go with Shesterkin as your starter, you probably have to think there's a short leash on him because they know that they've got a solid backup. Will that happen in Winnipeg? I don't know. I think Hellebuck is a lot more solid than Shesterkin this year, so I don't think they have to worry about it. 
but at least they have something in their back pocket if they need it in Winnipeg. Chad is watching in Lethbridge, and among his comments, he says, uh, if you're doing a checklist in a goal in a Winnipeg-Edmonton playoff series, goalies, Winnipeg. Defense, Winnipeg. Forwards, Edmonton. And defense wins championship. That's why I say when people bring up the 80s, and we all remember the 80s, the Jets could never get past the orders in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Those were just, they were just different teams. And I'm, I'm not so sold that Edmonton would win a playoff series based on defense. I really, I'm not sold on it. And that's why I wonder how non-biased you are. When the Jets swept the orders, uh, 2021 playoffs, how did you feel about that? If I recall, you actually thought that could very well happen, right? Well, as soon as I watched the first period, Edmonton did not have it. So to say that, well, the Jets beat them three years ago, who cares? It was like the Oilers losing the first however many games out of 20 that they lost this year. They were not themselves. And I think everybody can agree with that. And I, I'm just not the type of person that's going to sit here all day and go, well, they've got this guy and they've got this guy and they've got this guy and they've got this guy. Who cares? Who cares? Vasilevsky's an incredible goaltender. Tampa's not going to do squat this year in the playoffs. Probably not. So it's like, if you want to compare teams, look at Tampa on paper. Not too many teams beat Tampa on paper. They're just not doing it. And I, I think like Winnipeg has way more of a habit of choking. Look at the playoffs a few, the year I think before that. They were winning, 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 and then they tanked hard. Winnipeg just doesn't have... In my opinion, the leadership, they don't have guys that are going to take them there. I'm not saying they have to have a Connor McDavid. That's not what I'm saying. But the Kings don't, and they were doing really well. It's just, it's a different team. It's just like Calgary. They don't have it. Randy from Winnipeg, just to chime in on this before we break, he says, how many superstars did Vegas have last year? Well, they had a lot of guys that played like superstars, but they did have Jack Eichel. Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, Mark Stone. You can call them whatever you want, but they played like superstars. That's my point. And that's that's my what point. you need. My point is, Vegas is the type of team that can pull that together. Winnipeg is not. If the last however many years Winnipeg's been in existence is not proof enough that they can never pull it together, it's all... It, it's just the way it is. Like you, We just see Vegas from the top down. They are just strong, strong, strong. The office, the this, the that. They don't mess around. Winnipeg, it's like, eh, sometimes the rink's half empty. Sometimes this, it's, it's not a quality franchise there. They're just, they've never won. We're going to take a pause. When we come back, we'll continue more of this. Our Bet Regal NHL breakaway bet segment we'll do where we'll predict tonight's games in the NHL. Sweet Annie O'Donnell coming up from uh, Southern California later on in hour two. We'll be getting our Ducks and Kings talk on with her. And I do want Serena's take and yours, everybody, on the news and the CFL. It's a lifestyle thing. Question Arlen Bruce the fourth having his contract voided by the CFL. Ostensibly, if that's the right term, because of gambling violations while in the NCAA. We'll be back in a moment, live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. 
EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Yeah, for once, uh, the pressure is off me, and uh, we'll talk more about that in a moment. Our hockey coverage is brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing, a commitment to connection and celebration of uniqueness. Visit commoncrown.ca. And also, the Kinsman Telemiracle. Telemiracle 48 is coming up, and they're online 50-50 draws live now. It's another way to support Telemiracle, and also have the chance to win half the jackpot. It's truly a win-win for Saskatchewan residents. Get your tickets now at Telemiracle 50 50.com. We're big uh, supporters of Telemiracle and proud to be part of it. Okay, let's please bring Serena back on. We should run a disclaimer, a ticker. Opinions of the co-host do not reflect those of the program. RodPeterson.com and Rod Peterson. Um, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg writes in and says, uh, typical Oiler fans still living in the 80s. Um, Allie in Texarkana. <laughs> You asked what? me about the 80s Oilers. I don't live in the 80s, bro. And secondly, I'm assuming Patrolman Pete and all of his friends in Winnipeg are Bombers fans. So imagine what it's like for you when you argue with a Ryder fan. It's the same thing. You're like, you're, it's like talking to a wall. You're never going to agree on the same thing. So let's move on. Who cares? Go win a Stanley Cup and then come talk to us. Allie in Texarkana says, we want Serena. We want Serena. She says, also, you have to be able to score and you have to have the defense in front of the goalie, no matter how good your goalie is. That is the star's issue. Uh, <laughs> John Ohm, I feel like you're spoiling his birthday. He says, I find her opinion a tad harsh. She has her opinion, even though we get very little credit so far this year. Well, we've had this discussion. I really wish they would stop talking in Winnipeg about getting credit for having the number one team. Can, do we need to ask the Boston Bruins, Serena, what you get for having the best team in the regular season? Or, or do we really need to mention this again? Well, it's, yeah. it, listen, nobody, nobody even thought of the Jets a month ago, right? And so all of a sudden they come and they're winning games and Winnipeg's winning the games that they need. There's no doubt about it. They deserve to be in the position that they're in. But it's like, you got to realize too that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like Vancouver's been there the whole season. So yeah, Boston, you know, Boston's an incredible hockey team. It just, Boston has a lot of experience and a lot of guys that have been there for a long time. And it, it's just all of a sudden Winnipeg's all, hey, don't forget about us. Cause really nobody outside of Winnipeg cares about the Jets. Like, unless you're a Jets fan, it's just one of those things you have to be a Jets fan to care about the Jets. So that's why they don't get a lot of coverage in that regard because there's so much other stuff that monopolizes them in Canada. Serena is uh, waking them up in the cheap seats. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, LOL, love the dig at Ryder fans, Serena. He wrote that in all caps. Patrolman <laughs> Pete says, haha, you know, you know we love you, Serena. That's from Patrolman Pete. Mike in Winnipeg at Ice Time Sports says, bro, love it. <laughs> so people that aren't normally commenting are commenting. So thank you for that. And Serena sat down yesterday when we were doing our Cats and Bolts podcast with Doug McLean there, and she said, good, I don't have to be the star of the show for a change. I'm like, yeah, let her be the star. I'm tired of it. John in Edmonton, a different John, says, by the way, Serena, do you think the Oilers will do anything at the trade deadline? And what are your thoughts on the Oilers trying to get Corey Perry? 
Do I think they'll do anything at the deadline? Honestly, I don't know. There's always some bizarre stuff that comes up. So I, if it, I haven't really looked too deep into like where they would make movement because of the salary cap and whatever else. I honestly don't think they're going to do anything because they put their stock in guys like Darnell Nurse that I don't really think that they should. And so I have no idea what they're thinking. And as far as the Corey Perry thing, I would, I would rather clip my toenails off with a rusty nail than have Corey Perry put that jersey on. He doesn't deserve it. I don't even know. The rumors about him that were going around a while back are just as ludicrous, in my opinion, as this. I don't know where this Corey Perry talk came from, but any team in the league that would sign that guy, he's a liability. And they always talk about, are the Oilers going to get this? He's stopped talking about that. Well, well, we did have Jason Greger on here yesterday. He discussed the issue. I don't think he's the one that broke that news at all. Uh, basically, he said, of course, the orders would be in on Corey Perry. Who wouldn't be, given his resume? That was J from Jason Greger yesterday. I'm going to bring this up now because I want your opinion. It's a football thing, and then we'll come back to hockey, and I, I don't want to forget it. It was the story that we broke today, and the story was unearthed by our friends at the Hughes Sports Podcast, so I'll give them credit, but I brought it to notoriety in the light of day. The Canadian Football League has voided the contract of rookie receiver Arlen Bruce, two-time Grey Cup champion. Now, Arlen Bruce IV, the son, was ineligible, ineligible to play this season in the NCAA due to an indefinite suspension handed down by the NCAA after he was caught gambling on sports as a player at the University of Iowa in 2021-22. He transferred to OSU in January of last year but was never cleared to play and is now turning the page on his college career by signing a professional contract with Edmonton. That's a story from a month ago. We learned the CFL has since voided the contract. If it's only because of the gambling issues, how do you feel about that? Because I have a problem with that uh, and it's my opinion, but it's another league, it's another time that's my opinion, and, and our viewers have thoughts, but what are yours, Serena? I think that if the CFL has a specific rule in place that says anybody who was caught gambling at X level that they were playing at is no longer eligible to play in the CFL, that's one thing. But my guess is they don't have that type of rule because it's so random. It just probably hasn't happened before. So if it's one of those things that they're just kind of making up as they go along, then I think it's ridiculous. And as far as the gambling thing, I go back and forth with that. Like, no, I don't feel like you should be able to gamble while you're a current athlete and, and any of that kind of stuff. I don't, but I do agree with you. And somebody mark this on the calendar that we actually agreed on something thing that if it doesn't, it, it's, it's a past life. It's a past thing. If you get caught doing it again, if you're going to give Johnny Manziel a chance in the CFL and you're not going to give Arlen Bruce the fourth a chance, that is absurd. We all know what Johnny Manziel was up to and the CFL was hiding it. So come on, give, give the guy a break. Does it really matter? Uh, so furthermore, and from the bar flies in Winnipeg, writes in and says, with gambling everywhere now, he should be turfed for violating the rules should have zero broke the rules of the NCAA not the Canadian Football League that's the point now and I did, again the CFL to me and I've only been in it almost my entire adult life used to be a second chance league has society changed now that and I the sad thing is I think it has and I was told this came directly from the desk of the commissioner making this decision to Void the contracts. I mean, it's we just don't want any part of gambling at all. So we're just not going to allow the kid to play. He's a talented kid. He's got a family lineage in the league, as I talked about. Now, the caveat to this or the addendum or whatever the proper word is, is Arlen Bruce Sr. sued the CFL unsuccessfully because of the lawsuit or the uh, concussions that he suffered as a player. Now, 
If that had anything to do with the kid's contract being voided, I have an even bigger issue. And I don't know that would ever be proven. There's another layer for you. How do you feel about that? No, I wouldn't put anything past the Canadian Football League. That league is, and I'm going to get scorched for saying this, that league has just become a joke. Nobody takes it seriously. They change whatever they want to change. They, they back whatever they want to back at the time. And it's like the Edmonton Elks changing their name. Most people are like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But because somebody got in a flap about it, we had to make a change. Somebody in the office maybe got in a flap because Arlen Bruce IV was tied to gambling a few years ago when he wasn't even playing professional football. He was playing college football. There's a difference. But again, going back to that, if there is a rule in the, in the CFL clause that players are not allowed to play if they have a gambling history, then you have to support it. But if there's not, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, comments from all new viewers or new commenters here. Scott says, for me, who cares if they're betting on sports as long as they're not betting on their own team's games. Anyways, we'll pick this up later. I, I promise this. Bet Regal Bets. We're going to fly through this, Serena. Normally, I do it with DuPont. He not here. So tonight's NHL games, we pick a winner. Dallas and Philadelphia. Who wins? Oh, uh, Philadelphia. Me too. Colorado at Boston. Boston. It's probably the game of the night. I'll take the abs. Uh, St. Louis at Washington. St. Louis at Washington. St. Louis. Uh, I'll take the caps. How about that? The Montreal Canadiens at Ottawa. Senators. Who Mon wins? Montreal. Toilet Bowl. Uh, I agree. Minnesota at Tampa Bay, the lone game in Florida tonight. Minnesota at Tampa Bay. Tampa. Times two. The Chicago Blackhawks at Buffalo, the postponed game. Here we go. Chicago at Buffalo. Buffalo. Today. Okay. It's like with pick, picking uh, which kid is uglier. I got it. Seattle at Edmonton. Edmonton. Of course, you're going to say that. I'll take Seattle. Toronto at Calgary. That is the game of the night. Leafs at Flames. We haven't talked about it. It pains me terribly to say this, but I think Calgary is going to beat them. No problem. I took the Leafs earlier. I'll take them now. We got to speed it up. Nashville at the LA Kings. Who wins? Nash, uh, LA. LA. They'll win at home. Okay, I agree. Arizona at Vancouver. Vancouver. Uh, agreed. And the New York Rangers at the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas. I'm sure there will. I'll take, uh, I'll take the Rangers. I'm sure there will be a welcome home video for uh, James, uh, sorry, Jonathan Quick. And his half a season he spent in Vegas. They had a video for Alex Lyons last night. He played 15 games for the, goal, for the uh, Florida Panthers. They had a welcome back the video Panthers, for him last night. The Panthers have a video yeah. night for everybody. Every time. Every team does. Okay, thanks. Great job, Serena. That's it? We're going to... Yeah, you're done. It's 40 minutes. Bye-bye. Sweet Annie O.D. Sweet Annie O.D. joins us next from Southern California. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless? or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain. It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at aol.com.
it's never too late. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, we're live on Game Plus TV. We started a holy war here. Who would win a playoff series, Jets or Oilers? Uh, David from Winnipeg writes in and says, the Oilers have the greatest player on the planet for years. And what have they won since he's been there? From Bob, he writes, Corey Perry, Vander Kane, what's the difference? It's a broken organization. Jets hire character. Oilers hire bad characters. Ron in Calgary says, I'd love to see Corey Perry in Edmonton. One more reason to hate the Oilers. Bill in Brantford, Ontario, the home of Wayne Gretzky. Bill says, Winnipeg is a home-and-home home with the Leafs coming up. I would be surprised if the Leafs don't win both. The Leafs are much faster, and we'll show it. There's more, but I don't want to keep sweet Annie waiting. I, I just looked up her Twitter. I love it. She, it just says creator. We could call her influencer, analyst, whatever. She just talks about <laughs> hockey on social media and has fun doing it. What's up, Annie? How you doing, Rod? Long time no talk. <laughs> Hey, I think about you often. I see you often with all the stuff that you're creating there. And, and the reason I think about it is like the Ducks. I want to cheer for them. I really do. They can't seem to get out of their own way. What is the no. deal? <laughs> it's a young team, and but it doesn't help that, I mean, the injury bug has just completely taken over this team i mean you get one guy in another guy goes out and it's been that way i mean alex Kalorn started the season on the ir with a broken finger i believe and then from there zegris drysdale went out early and then you get leo carlson out for a bit i mean mason mctavish your guy who we got to talk about while we're here for sure uh yeah. went out for a good bit just uh, off and on it's absolutely nuts and you know for a young team how can you expect them to build any chemistry and to kind of build off each other when everybody's going and out also pavel minchikov now on i think four to six weeks he had he was uh shoulder i believe because yeah zegers was down on the ankle he had surgery i can't keep track of all the injuries but it was disappointing because okay. you know they obviously had a really hot start in october and everyone's thinking all right you know now maybe the rebuild is kind of speed rocketing here it's coming on faster than people think and uh and then you know kind of november december time frame the wheels kind of fell off the wagon there which you know it's disappointing, obviously, but it's also a reminder that, hey, this team is still very young. And despite, you know, the additions, I mean, Frank Vetrano obviously having a 20 plus goal season so far, super exciting. But, you know, this team, there's still a lot of uh, meshing to do and obviously a lot of growth. And uh, now we're getting near the trade deadline. So, of course, with the Ducks record, names are being tossed around. And, you know, with the news last week, was that last week already with Jamie Drysdale yeah. going off to the Flyers? doesn't feel like a week ago but it was you know it's uh while the, the while on ice play isn't that great i mean the ducks are always in the news for some reason so yeah frank the tank the ducks all star now with gets retiring there's a lot to get to with annie uh, I'm, i hope you enjoyed <laughs> well i know you enjoyed the hockey for breakfast on martin luther king day because your ducks won one o'clock start here. Absolutely. What are they like? 10 a.m. Yours there. Five, four ducks in overtime. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to ask you your take on the Ducks acquiring Cutter Goche. Torched, lit on fire in Philadelphia. And you give up a Canadian World Junior hero and Jamie Drysdale. What's your take on that whole situation? Um, I think like most of us, I was shocked. And for one, I, I think the most shocking thing, and you probably can agree being in the media, is that nobody knew about it. We had no sources, no inkling, no whispers that, hey, there might be a trade coming or something's going on in Philly where they got to move Gauthier. Like, it just in 2024, that just doesn't happen. So the fact that this was kept so under wraps and, like, you know, I think it was the Ducks were the first team to drop the bomb at this trade. I had to double, I literally had to read it twice to see that it was Jamie Drysdale because that was just... I did not expect him to be moved. And if you think about it, given the night, the prospects and how deep the Ducks blue line prospects pool is, you have to think, yeah, they probably weren't going to be able to hang on to everybody. And that, you know, we, you got to move some pieces in order to add elsewhere. But never did I think it would be Jamie Drysdale. And it's just, it's part of me, it's unfortunate because he was just impacted by injury so long that, you know, we, barely, we really didn't get to see much of him, especially, you know, he was gone most of last year. I think he went out, I want to say late October, that was that game against Vegas. He got injured and was out for the year. So, you know, he really didn't get, I don't think he got a fair chance to really develop here. 
So hopefully, I hope he does well in Philly. I hope they treat him well. And it sounds like Torts is very excited about him. Um, I am stoked about Cutter Gauthier, though. I think this is such a great addition to the Ducks prospect pool. And the fact that he is going to come and sign after the Boston College season is over, which, you know, they've got a, I think they're the number one ranked team, if I'm not mistaken. So that season will probably go into, you know, late March, early April timeframe with the Frozen Four. But the Ducks prospect pool really lacked a pure goal scorer. And that's what I think people were kind of hoping to get with a Connor Bedard or an Adam Fantilli in the draft. So a little shocker there with Leo Carlson, who we're absolutely stoked with. Don't, don't get me wrong there, but looking at the prospect pool in the forwards there, they needed a pure goal scorer, And that's what Cutter Gauthier brings. And just, you know, the whole situation, obviously we don't know what the reason was for the miscommunication there. So I'm not going to make any assumptions and, you know, I guess, People already are, but you know, at the end of the day, um, it sounds like he's excited to come and be a part of the young future at Anaheim and we're excited to have him. You know what I enjoy the most? Your digs at Frank Cervelli, the baby faced assassin. Cause he's not a guy that I would want to, he's not a guy that I would want to get in a pissing match with yet. You're not afraid. You don't care. What's your deal with Frank Cervelli? I mean, he doesn't know I exist. I know the Daily Face-Off does follow me on certain social platforms, so maybe he does, but I don't think he really knows that I exist for the most part. So, yeah, I have no problem taking digs at him. But it just, for me, I I don't like these insiders and analysts that kind of come out and just they want to be first for something rather than be accurate. And they care most about being, oh, the first one to have this. And frankly, most of the stuff that he's reported about, specifically towards the Ducks, has not been accurate. Like the whole thing this past summer with, you know, John Gibson has said that I have played my last game as an Anaheim Duck. And then John Gibson goes on another podcast, not even Frank's, and says that is not at all true. Obviously, he's frustrated with the situation at Anaheim. Obviously, he wishes things were different with the team in front of him, but he has never once said or requested a trade or anything like that. So when Frank comes out and he stirs the pot, especially lately with this Zegris trade that apparently, you know, Zegris's name has been involved in trades. And, you know, I, I understand that. That's, you know, maybe Pat Verbeek and other GMs are putting out proposals. And I think every player, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of trades that we don't know about that have happened that players names have been tossed around but of course he reports that and now every single hockey podcast every single hockey media outlet is talking about zegris trade proposals and why oh he's on the chopping block oh he's going to be traded at the deadline it's just like where did this come from and then people come out and say hey that's not happening like zegris is not on the trading block it doesn't make sense for the ducks to move on from him right now so yeah, he's not my favorite um, analyst. I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, so he could be a great guy, great character. But just as a as a hockey uh, insider professional, uh, he's he's not my favorite. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, I appreciate you explaining that. Now, you might have seen us talking about Corey Perry potentially going to the orders. You'd have grown up watching him with the Ducks. At this stage of his career, yep. would you sign him for a run if you were a contending team? One thousand percent. Oh my goodness. I the fat people that say they don't want Corey Perry on their playoff team are just in denial. I mean, why for league minimum, you got a prorated league minimum contract. You need to add something to that bottom six. A depth winger. He knows how to make plays, incredible hockey IQ. We know he loves to get in those dirty spaces. He's not afraid to get under guys' skin. Why? Wouldn't you want a guy like that on your team? Those are the guys that these GMs are looking to add at the deadline. And he knows how to win in the playoffs. And everyone wants to bring up, oh, he was in the Stanley Cup final three times recently and he lost all three times. So that man has a Stanley Cup, first of all. A lot of people forget that, apparently. And secondly, like, he didn't lose those cups for his team. Like, he wasn't responsible for that. So, if I mean, if you're any team looking to at least get a little more veteran presence, if you're up against the cap, I mean, there's so many situations where you know he would just be a perfect fit i think there's a lot of teams he would be a great fit on edmonton being one of them i know there's some mutual interest with him in toronto which makes sense i mean he's from ontario played for the london knights um i mean the rangers need some bottom six help wouldn't hate him there i even joked about the penguins for a bit to reunite with jeff carter and Sidney crosby from that world juniors roster back in 05 although that would kind of 
I don't think that helps the Penguins get their getting younger problem. But I mean, the man's 38 years old, but even with his short time with the Blackhawks, he was still incredibly productive. So if you're, I'm not shocked at all that there's teams rumored to be interested in him and they absolutely should be. Well, Annie, uh, we've come to the end of our time. I have more, but we'll have to bring you on sooner than later to do it again. But uh, your numbers are growing. I love that you... So that tells me people love what you're doing. You call out the haters, which is always fun. I can't believe you have any, but I also know when you're doing something good, you're going to have them. They unfortunately go hand in hand. That really tells me that you're doing great. So thanks for the update from the West Coast. Next time we'll talk Kings. Uh, but thanks, Annie. Where can people follow you? Let's tell them that. Well, anytime. It's always a pleasure chatting with you, Rod. Uh, they can find me on any social platform at Sweet Annie OD, posting sports content every day. I also love rock and roll and all sorts of other stuff. So, yeah, it's always a good time. All right. The Metallica Barbie, Sweet Annie. You know. Have it. a good one. <laughs> Enjoy the hockey. Sweet, sweet Annie OD joining us. We'll be right back with a sports update and a viewer takeover when we return. We're live on Game Plus Television. Across all of Canada and 31 U.S. states, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Hey, everybody. As you should know by now, Overtime's brought to you by our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary. they got so many exciting things going on. I follow them very closely where skill and fun collide. Baseball's got batting cages. Golf has driving ranges. Why wouldn't you have shooting lanes for hockey? Well, they've come up with it. The only in Canada, right, Randy and Michelle? Send uh, yourselves down there and tell them I sent you. And follow their social media channels, Overtime HL, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, just head down there and give me a report on what you find. I just, I just have so much fun there. Also want to remind you that Canada's top men's curling teams are thick into their season. They all have their eyes on heading to Regina in March for the 2024 Montana's Briar, presented by AGI. Single draw tickets range in price from $24 to $70, depending on the draw and where the seat is in the house. But youth tickets are just $9.99 for all draws and any seats. Curling Canada is committed to providing affordable options so the entire family can enjoy this world-class event. Get your tickets now. Don't wait. Curling.ca slash tickets. I, I swear I did not mean to start the war. A lot of times I do mean to start it. In this case, I didn't mean to start the war. Oilers fans versus Jets fans. Who would win a playoff series? <laughs> Smelling a good poll question there. Because right now, for Key Auto Group, the poll question is, who's the best Canadian team in the NHL? And uh, running away with it, last I saw, over 60%, it's the Winnipeg Jets. There you go, boys. Key Auto Group, check them out. Key Yorkton Kia, Yorkton Toyota, Key Cadillac, Key Chevrolet, the Key Auto Group. Check them out online, keyautogroup.ca. Somebody wrote in here, it's actually Randy, I think, from Winnipeg, said the orders lead the odds. If you really care, some betting sites have the orders as the top team in Canada to win the Stanley Cup as it stands today. Steve, watching in Melfort, writes in, he says, uh, Hi, Edmonton does not have depth like Winnipeg. Look what happened last year when Edmonton played a depth team in the playoffs. They got shut down and embarrassed. Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba writes in, he says, the team with the best depth goes further in the playoffs. The Jets have more depth than the Oilers. I guess the team that scores more goals, no? David in Winnipeg has uh, sent in a lot of comments. <laughs> he says, anyone who opposes Serena's opinion better wear a flak jacket and a cup. Ah, her bark's worse than her bite. Trust me. Uh, by the way, later on today, our Cats and Volts podcast is dropping where we talk Florida NHL hockey. Doug McLean is our guest this week. Follow our social media channels for that. It's, it's something. 
It really is. While I load up the text comments, what do we got for a sports update here? Gary Trent Jr. wasn't going to miss his opportunity or any baskets. His emotions ran high in the Raptors locker room last night. Gary Trent, my favorite Raptor, hit a season-high 28 points. His Toronto stunned the Miami Heat 121-97. That was hours after the Raptors traded all-star forward Pascal Siakam to the Pacers. Gary spent most of the year on the Raptors bench. Looks like that's changing. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have traded quarterback Drew Brown to the Ottawa Red Blacks for a fifth-round pick in this spring CFL draft. Brown scheduled to become a free agent February 13th. By trading for him, Red Blacks GM Sean Burke can negotiate a new contract with Brown ahead of any other team. The sports updates for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. The Beekeeper, starring Jason Statham, Josh Hutcherson, Jeremy Irons, Dan Lee, Minnie Driver, and Felicia Rashad. That cast alone should have you running to Landmark Cinemas to check out The Beekeeper. We're also brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Uh, Dale in Winnipeg says, yikes, a few too many contradictions there. Enjoy the show, you guys. To add content, the Jets were a lesser team during the sweep, yet they beat the orders. It's the same orders. Is it the same Jets? Yeah, the contradictions, that's the whole idea, Dale in Winnipeg. That's, that's what we do. People tend to like that. Jeff in Yorkton says it all depends on the goalie. If Skinner's on fire, then the Orders will win. If Hellebuck's on fire, then the Jets. Pretty simple, eh? Jeff the Stamps fan says can't wait for football Friday tomorrow. I know you can't, Jeff. We'll delve a little more into the Arlen Bruce the Fourth situation. Jim Barker's going to be with us. I don't remember who else. But you all wait all week for it. And you got 22 hours to uh, wait to enjoy it. Have a great one, everybody. Enjoy the game. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.